Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Welcome back to one of our favorite guests on Agent Power Huddle. Uh, we've got Jess Lenovelle, who is an amazing coach. She was an amazing real estate agent and team leader, but now basically helps other agents build, uh, I'm just going to call it an incredible business. Is that a safe way to kind of sum it up, Jess? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, I'm Jess Zagorski, uh, broker associate with the XP in San Diego, and I'm the host today of Agent Power Huddle. And we're, we're talking about visioning your one three and 10 year plan, which I think I know what it means, but also I don't know what I really know what that means, Jess. So um, <laughs> in case people don't know much about you, before we dive into visioning, um, or actually let's first, let's give them a teaser. If someone has never, if they're new to visioning, yeah, why, why should someone pay attention? Like, why is this important for them? I think that it's super important to remember that if we don't know where we're going, we can't get there. Right. The way that I look at the way that most people run businesses is that they're trying to drive from one side of the country to the other um, without a map. And they basically just get in the car and they start driving and they have no sense of direction, no, no idea where they're going. They take random turns and they expect that they're going to end up exactly like they're in California. They think that they're going to end up in New York. And the chances of that happening in an efficient, productive, straight line pretty much impossible. Right. And so I, I also think that the reason why this is so important, and it doesn't matter if you're a brand new agent or you've been in the business for 20 years. So often I hear people that are so focused only on the next, the next month, the next quarter, the next, you know, the, 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 the spring, the spring market that they end up, they get in the business. They have this big idea of what things are going to look like. And then they're five years in and they're like, how did I get here? This isn't at all what I wanted. And they burn out. They end up either, you know, leaving the business or unfortunately, a lot of them become coaches. Um, <laughs> Spoken as only a coach can speak it, right? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people out there that become coaches because they think it's going to be easier. And the truth is, is that it's actually, it's not at all. Um, but a lot of people end up unhappy and burnt out and not with the business that they want, not with the lifestyle that they want, not with the relationships that they want because it hasn't been intentional. Right. And, you know, there's, it, it all gets broken down in it's, Everything in your life and your business is reverse engineering what you want, hmm. right? Interesting. So, so um, I mean, back when I was first getting into real estate, I remember sitting in these these sessions and talking a little bit about you know the, through strategic plan, whatever you call it, visioning, whatever you want to call it. And I always had trouble wrapping my mind around like mm -hmm. I can't picture five. I mean, you said one, three, and ten years. For some reason, I always remember being five years. I could never even picture being in business for five years. So how, how do you, when someone's starting out, how do you even? I guess that's why you have the one year, right? Because most people can envision one year out. Well, we start with ten. Okay. So we start with ten, and those are the things that feel insane. Like they're the things that come from your heart. They're not rational. 
they're, you know, what do you want your life ultimately to look like? And it doesn't have to be exactly 10, you know, a lot of people will, will, if they create a 10 year vision, um, you know, I created a 10 year vision five years ago and I'm there. And so it doesn't have to be exactly 10 years. It just has to be what ultimately do you want? What do you want your day to look like? What do you want your ideal week to look like? How much time do you want to be working? You know, what, where do you want to be? And I think a lot of that just comes down to being honest with yourself about like your true deep desires. You know, it's the, it's the stuff that we're afraid to say out loud. That becomes the 10 year. Interesting. Do you have a framework that you walk people through for, for that? Or is it really just like, at, that's where you want to start at that core. If you dive into those questions, that's so a lot of that, a lot of, yes. I mean, yes, there's a framework for it, but it also has to include discussions with partners because it's one thing for you to have you to be like, I want to move to the Bahamas. And then, you know, your life partner is like, I would never do that. Right. A lot of it comes down to like also getting on the same page and being really clear in terms of what that looks like. So it really just, you know, a lot of the 10 year vision part of it doesn't necessarily have numbers attached to it. It's just an idea of, you know, what do you want to be spending your time doing? What do you want your day to day to look like? Where do you want to be? Like what, like, what's the dream? Yeah. And, and I think stretching the timeline out to 10 years probably allows more people to get into that state of where you can just kind of dream and play as opposed to thinking because it's, it's so far. To is even this wrap realistic? Yeah. Yeah. Is this realistic? And I think so often, um, you know, I, most agents are actually, are actually sell themselves very short because they make their goals and they go through the, their planning processes from a place of, I am terrified not to hit my goals. So my goals are going to be, so like, they're going to be almost impossible not to, yeah. right? Like I'll hear from people every once in a while where they're like, oh, my like big crazy goal is to increase. I want to do an extra three deals this year. And I'm like, really though? Like that's really going to be like the big thing that you want to shoot for. And, and I think that we, we play so small because we're afraid of, we're afraid of failure, mm. but I mean, I would so much rather set some big, scary, insane goal and get 80% of the way there than set some goal that's like, you know, barely, barely requires any kind of a stretch whatsoever and, and be able to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I did it. Yeah. And, and is that more to do with the way you're wired? Do you think most people are wired that way? Um, no, I think that it's, it's just, it's training. It's training. I am naturally, I mean, I'm naturally very fast and I'm, I'm naturally like an action taker, but I'm also like, I was a competitive everything as a child. So I was a competitive swimmer until I was, uh, until I injured my shoulder. Then I was a competitive rower. And I was, I was constantly afraid of terrified of not being the best. And, um, I mean, I remember when we used to, I used to, we, we used to do something called seat racing where you would race the people you were competing with over like your seat in the boat. And I wouldn't sleep for two days before a seat race 
because it was just like, I was so terrified that like, I, I was scared of two things, the pain because it, it hurt. And I was, and I was terrified of not being, not being the best. And so you know, there's two types of people in that situation. There's the person who's just going to show up and do it anyway and do it scared. And then there's the person who's going to make an excuse or pretend that they're sick or, you know, whatever, so that they don't, they don't risk failure. And I think that there's a lot of people Um, sorry, my husband's making a lot of noise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You live in the Bahamas. Life is good, right? Um, there, but, the, but, but again, like this really comes down to, there's a lot of people who get into real estate that aren't entrepreneurial. And is that, you know, you have to set up your, your life and your business according to your strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, I, there, there's all kinds of people who I truly believe, like, will always be on a team and will always benefit from being on a team because they, they're not entrepreneurial. They're salespeople, but they're not business owners. And, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But for the people who are entrepreneurial and do have these big, crazy, crazy goals, we have to be able to reverse engineer them backwards. We have to be able to say, okay, so if this is what you're creating and you, a lot of the time it's tied back to impact, right? Like my big, hairy, scary 10 year goals are, yes, some of it's personal. Some of it's what I want my day-to-day to look like. Some, some of it's how big a boat I want to buy and like all of those things. But there, it's also tied to the ripple effect that I actually want to create and who, how many people I want to impact and what I want that impact to look like and what it, it, it gets tied to legacy sometimes. And so that all needs to be taken into account when we're reverse engineering, what are we actually building? Mm -hmm. Because if we don't know what the end destination is, we can't create the roadmap there. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you know, I think it's a Lewis Carroll quote that if you don't, if you don't know where you're going, it doesn't matter how you get there. That's a, that's the quote that keeps popping into my head every time you say that. Yeah. It's, it's a, so that, that's the 10 year. So then how do you bring it down from there to a more like, is three year the more like, I don't want to say realistic, but like, where, how do you transition from 10 year to the, to the three year plan? So the three year really, it becomes a, if you have a team, this has to be created with the team. Okay. This isn't something that just comes from you. But this is where do you need to be in three years to be on track for 10 years? And this is where we start to, to bring numbers in, right? Like what is, the, what is the revenue of the business, but also what's the profit? What does the organization look like? How many people are there? How much time are you spending working? And when we do this exercise, a lot of the time people are like, oh, what I said I wanted in 10 years is actually more like I wanted in three years. And then we have to go back and we have to revisit the 10 year. Right. So because, again, they were too conservative with the 10 year. And now that we're doing the three year, they're like, oh, well, it's kind of the same. Mm. Right. So it's like, OK, well, great. That just means that we didn't push. We didn't push enough in the 10 year. But if that person did push enough in that 10 year initial vision and we get to the three year, it's basically like, okay, so let's take the 10 year, we'll break it in three. And like, where do you need to be to be a third of the way there? 
right? What does it need to look like? How many people need to be on your team or, you know, how many, how, how many, how many deals do you need to be doing a year? Because then that dictates everything that needs to be built between now and the three year. Right. So, so revenue and profit, a lot of the people, a lot of people only focus on revenue, but it doesn't matter how much money you make it. What, what matters is how much money you keep or how much money the business keeps because a hundred percent of your commission is not your income. Fully agree with that. And uh, Lisa just dropped in the chat box, by the way, a link to your book, the uh, becoming the seven figure real estate agent, more money, less hustle. Um, Because, because you really have two different like groups that you speak to, two different groups of people. You have your, the listings lab, which is teaching marketing and strategy, but then you have people that are really wanting to build a highly leveraged business, right? Yeah. So, so the, the seven figure agent program really is focused on, um, how do we create a multi seven figure business based on what you actually want? Like it's, it's more with less, which is why the book's called more money, less hustle. But again, like there's people in that program who want to sell the business in three years and they want to build something saleable. They want an exit. There's also people who want to build an eight figure a year GCI business and want to be the face and the brand and the dancing bear and, and that's fine. But we also have people who are like, I want a seven figure business that I'm out of production completely. And all three of those things are completely different. And so again, that's why it's so important that we have clarity on what are you building and why? So that, because the action steps to get to each of those three are completely different. And the focus is different, right? Like if somebody's looking to sell a business, then the tech and the systems and all of that becomes incredibly important immediately, right? So a lot of the, the, the focus changes or shifts depending on what the end result is that you actually want. So that's one of the reasons why this clarity is so important. I think that there's so much misinformation about there that there's only one way to be successful in real estate. And that's that could not be more true. I would say out of a hundred and some odd people that we have in our seven, seven figure agent program, there's probably like groups of five people that are building something similar because not everybody wants the same thing. Hmm. So let's break it back down now. Cause then I have a lot of questions to dive in here, but I want to, I want to at least cover the, the one year. Two, yeah. so a three year is a th- you know, about a th- let's get some real numbers to it. It's a third of the way towards your tenure vision. What's, what do you start with for the one year then? Because you're, so, one yeah. Year. So the one year is basically you break the three year in three. We need to know it, it's, it's super simple to do this, these exercises, but they require, like, if you have a team, they require a team meeting because everyone needs to be on the same page. Everybody has to have the same idea. Yes, there is a roadmap for all of this, um, as well as a training and exercises that come along. When you buy the book, there is actually um, an entire, uh, there's an entire um, course that goes along with it. So in like for the one year though, the one year, like obviously one year is one year, but Basically, what we're doing is, okay, so what needs to get accomplished in the next year for us to be on track for the three-year, right? And then from there, we break it into quarters. So Gino Wickman has this thing that he calls quarterly rocks, which we use the same, we use the same principle in everything that we do. I just redid, I just did my quarterly rocks for Q3. And your quarterly rocks are the two to three things that absolutely need to get done for you to be on track for your goal. 
right? So when we break it into a in, into quarters, it makes it very, very clear. And the reason why it's called a rock, which is, I, I love this, this, this visual is like, let's say that you have like a, like a glass jar and everything else that you do, all the shiny objects on all, all the other things are the sand and the mud and the water. If you don't put your rocks in first, there won't be room for them. They won't fit in the jar. But if you put the rocks in first and you're clear on the two to three rocks that absolutely have to get done, you can fill the rest of the jar up with the sand and the mud and the water and they will always fit. So that's why it's super important to have those two to three things. Those are the basically the, the small hinges that swing big doors. As long as those three things get done, we're, we're good. Everything else is gravy. So it's that specificity and that clarity. And basically what you're doing is you're breaking down the 10-year, the three-year, the one-year into quarterly rocks. And it just, you, you almost, as long as you're hitting those rocks, you almost can't fail. I'm assuming this applies to, you know, referenced agents with teams, solo agents, I mean, any agent, in, pretty much any agent, any level of their business, would you recommend doing this exercise? A thousand with? percent. A thousand percent. This is the number one thing that I think holds new agents back is they don't know what they want. All like they, they, they're getting into the business and they're like, oh, I just need to learn the business. I just want to do a couple of deals. And they're focused on the wrong things. They're not actually focused on building a business. They're focused on, you know, little tiny, little tiny things. They're focused only on the next deal. And, and it keeps us from building something intentional and it keeps us small. And when you think like a small business, you remain a small business. Um, you addressed some agents are entrepreneurial and some agents are not. Yes. Does this work for agents who might not define themselves as entrepreneurial? Like, should they still go through this also? A thousand percent because they will, they may end up with the clarity of, okay, well, I want to be, I, I want to be 10 years down the road. I want to be running the operations for a team or I want to be on a team because I don't want to have any of the pressure or any of the, any of the responsibility of actually running a business. There's nothing wrong with that. You, I mean, you coach a lot of agents and I consider you a, a highly experienced coach. Any secrets to helping people get clarity and honesty with themselves? Cause I think that's one of the things you said, it's, it's sometimes hard for people to even acknowledge some of the, the things they actually want or what they believe. How do you, how do you do that? So I'm a kind of a, I'm not a super woo woo person. It's just not, it's not who I am. I'm very, very rational and very logical, but um, there is a, a time and place for like meditation or um, visualization or like subconscious stuff. Um, and every six months or so, I actually have a visualization that I do that helps me with the three-year to make sure that like the three-year has remained the same. I use it with my clients. Basically what it, what it does is it, it, it's a future, it's like a, it's like a meet your future self visualization. Um, I think that there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of things that in that I like to kind of think of our, like our minds as like an iceberg, right? we're only aware of this top little piece that sticks out of the water. And like, there's this whole subconscious mind that like has all of this other stuff that like, we just don't tap into on a regular basis. So um, I use this visualization. I'm happy to give it to you guys. It's not even mine. 
it's one from uh, from another from like a mindset mentor that that I've been using for years, and it basically will walk you through the visualization. It's about fifteen minutes, um, and you go and you meet your future self that is like super super happy and living or living his or her best life, and and you get to um, you get to kind of see that and then bring it back into today or reality and. Uh, and see how it feels. I would love, is it like a guided meditation? Like it's a recorded audio. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. Let me grab it for you. So we we can put it into our, uh, if if anyone's listening, this is not part of our agent power huddle Facebook group. We can drop it. If you're, if you're listening to this recording later, we'll drop it into that, uh, um, into the agent power huddle Facebook group. That's awesome. It's just called, it's called meet your inner mentor. Yeah. I love it. See, and I I had it open because it's one of the tabs that I never close. (laughs) <laughs> it's one of the times that you never close. I never close it. Because I, I never want to have to go looking for it. Right. So I, it's it just kind of like sits open. That's awesome. How, yeah. how many tabs do you have open that never close? Is it is it like a large amount or just a small amount of no, there's not that many. Okay. That's awesome. All right. Um, other other common mistakes that you've covered a few of them that people make when they embark on this in you know, visioning their one, three, and ten year. What what other common mistakes do you see? Um, I think that they, there's a lot of, when we think about, and I may have said this before, um, when we, we hear a lot about like, know your why, right. And, uh, and anybody who especially has been in the Keller Williams world will at any point will have done like a ton of like why work, the big why, um, I would say that 90% of people have their big whys outside of themselves. And there's an element of martyrdom that's associated with them. Right. Um, my why is my kids and I'm doing this to give my kids a better life than I had. And there's this element of martyrdom or sacrifice. Um, and it, it's not about you and what you want. And it becomes, it doesn't matter how great a mother or a father you are. It doesn't matter how selfless you are. That will not motivate you every day. Because you're not building something that in your deepest, darkest soul that you actually want. And um, it's also vague. It's incredibly vague. Like, I want to give my kids what I didn't have. Or, you know, I want my kids to have a better life. There's no, there's no metrics that are associated with that. And like, we've all heard about, you know, smart and stretch goals. But stretch goals are, you know, specific and time bound. And sorry, smart goals are specific and time bound. And it's really important to have that specificity. Exactly what, like, what are you doing? What is the goal? In what time frame? And I think a lot of it has to be grounded in your deepest desires. Because again, it's the cliche of you can't pour from an empty cup. So many people will build this business for someone else. And they will end up empty. And then that person that they think that they're building this thing for is not getting what is not getting the best of you. And I'm a big believer. I don't have kids, but I'm a big believer that like you be, you are the best parent when you are the happiest for happiest and best version of yourself. And I think that there's this, my, my friend Paige, maybe this will push her to finish the book is writing a book called be a mother, not a martyr. And it's, um, I just think that everything should like the, the, this idea of selfish 
is bad, but I think she, she uses the word self-centered in as centered in self. And I think that that it's just, it's such a beautiful thing to take care of yourself. And then the ripple effect that you create when you are the fullest, highest version of yourself and you are building something that makes you happy and excited and motivated is, um, it benefits everyone. Every single person you meet at the grocery store will will experience you differently than if you are drained and 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 doing something that is selfless. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, qu- quick question before I wrap up, just on the. Uh, I'm Was this what it- you expected? For us to talk about today, yeah, actually, it <laughs> okay. is. I, no, this, this is exactly this is exactly what I expected, but, but I think it's um, it's something that's overlooked, and especially as the market. I want to give you kind of a way to tie it all together here. As the market shifts, most of the or has shifted all around the country, how does that tie into people's? Should they re- revisit their one, three, and ten year plan, or do they have yeah. to adjust? How, do, how does that? Oh, it's sh- it one hundred percent will shift. But like your three-year plan doesn't change because the market changes. Your core, your quarterly rocks may need to be adjusted, right? But it gives us the space to like to shift and and do and 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 reevaluate, right? Everyone at the beginning of COVID had to pivot in some way, shape, or form, right? A market, a, a shift in a market is just a pivot. And you know, I think from a mindset perspective, it's really important to remember that the most number of millionaires that have ever been created were created during the Great Depression. And so there are going to be people who sit on their hands and, and freak out about a, a market shift. And then there's going to be people who really see the opportunity in it. I love it. All right. And yes, this was exactly what I was hoping we'd talk about. Okay. <laughs> I think this is awesome. Um, anything else? Uh, by the way, I, I'm going to text you. I want to. I want to talk some time and hear about the Bahamas and get an update offline on on life and how everything that you've been there for. We've been there for what, like six seven months now. Right? Six months now. Yeah. That is, by the way, one of in my mind Jess's claim to fame is like you actually you lived your vision, like you set it out, and like, like you are a living example of you. You set this vision out. You said it was your ten year vision. You did it in five, and you're living it. Yep. Pretty cool. It's pretty anything awesome. You want, anything you want to leave people with to kind of tie it all together? Um, yeah, when you believe that you're being specific, you're not be as specific as you possibly can be, because the more specific and the more granular you get, the easier it is to actually create it. Right. Like, like I said, like almost every day I get messages from people, my Facebook, I I get over a thousand Facebook messages a day. And most of them are, I just want to be successful. And then my next question to them is, well, what does successful look like to you? And they can't answer it. Mm. So it's super important that you know exactly what almost like almost to a point of ridiculous, like get as clear and as, as granular as you can. Fantastic advice. Um, but by the way, I don't know if you've ever met Linnea Carver, who's on here. Linnea is our, our Friday host. She does power tips with Linnea. So I see her nodding her head hundred percent like, yes. And, and I love Lisa, it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, keep talking, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Lisa, if, if you'll hold up, uh, if you'll hold up uh, Jess's book one more time, just in case anybody joined us late, that's, that's the book, more money, less hustle. Um, go pick up a copy. It's rad. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. I just it. Thank you. And I just joined your Facebook group. 
Thank you. <laughs> it has the, the seven figure agent starter kit link in there too, with worksheets, yep. trainings, and guides that she yep. mentioned. Yeah. yeah. We can't fit it all in one book or no one would ever read it. Yeah. Jess, thank you for being here. Thank totally you. Totally appreciate it. Good to see you. You too. I'll see you soon. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Keep checking in this week, guys. Linnea will be here on Friday. We got Amy as tomorrow. Uh, it's be a good week. Bye, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.